but somehow when this baby is born, you don't look at anything the same way again. Like everything just looks a little bit different. Like the chair that's been sitting here for two years suddenly looks different. You know, now I'm using that chair sometimes to breastfeed or I'm like, you know, everything is just shifts. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all of the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Dr. Jane Shomoff about perinatal and postpartum mental health and how she helps moms navigate the early postpartum period. Before this episode begins, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And I also just want to talk about the event that we just wrapped up in November that we'll be doing again in April. This event is for mamas who are either currently trying to conceive, are pregnant, or in the early postpartum stage and may have some trauma in their life that they're looking to release. We go through 30 ways in 30 days of how to heal your trauma. You'll get a workbook, you'll get put in a group of other mamas who are feeling similar emotions, and you'll listen to the daily mini episodes of the podcast that correspond to this unique experience. I hope that you know that you are not alone in this and that you deserve this time to heal. My hope is for you to become more aware of yourself and the strength that you have in motherhood. Allow yourself the time to look deeper and heal so that you can be more present and look at motherhood in a whole new way. If you want more information on this, please go to the Entering Motherhood website or feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And with that, let's get this episode started. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm super excited to have you here and really get this conversation started. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself and let the listeners know who you are. Yeah. Hi, I'm so excited to be here and that we can finally make this work because this has been a long time coming. But my name is Dr. Jane Shomoff. I'm a psychotherapist. I'm a doctor of clinical psychology. Um, I specialize in perinatal mental health, which is everything pregnancy and postpartum. And also, I don't know if you know this about me, but I also randomly specialize in substance abuse and addiction treatment, which seems like two totally different things, but they sometimes do coincide. And yeah, and I'm super excited to be here. I have a company that specifically focuses on helping women transition from pregnancy and into postpartum to help kind of navigate the early postpartum period that can be really challenging. You know, I've been there myself. So, so I'm excited to be here and talk to you today. Yeah. So you just mentioned you've been there yourself. Can you kind of highlight on that and, and really just kind of like give us a little bit of an insight on your personal journey as, as becoming a mom? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't have First of all, I never would have thought that I would be working with this population. You know, I went into working with substance abuse and addiction from the get-go. I was always really interested in that population. And then in 2011, um, I became a mom. (laughs) And, you know, I'm in the psych field. So I was like, okay, I have everything I need. I'm ready to go. I did all the, you know, the classes, the, the tour, the, you know, birthing classes, the prenatal yoga. 
my husband like trained to be a doula in not really, but like in his mind he did. And so going into, yeah, so going into giving birth, I felt like super ready. I had my birth plan. Guys, I was like the Oprah of birth plans. I had like several copies. I was like traipsing through the hospital, like trying to pass a birth plan out to anybody who'd make contact with me. You get a birth plan. You get a birth plan. Um, And then the birth did not go according to plan. Who would have thought? And so that's that was kind of like my first realization that things don't really go according to plan and we can't really plan certain things. And then I, you know, had the baby and I had no idea. Like back then in 2011, there was only one postpartum diagnosis for mental health and that was postpartum depression. And I knew that I was not depressed, but I definitely knew that something was not right. And in retrospect, I definitely believe I was dealing with some postpartum anxiety and OCD um, because I'm a bit of a control freak, just naturally. And having kind of like all the puzzle pieces and up in the air was really uncomfortable for me. And I found that actually for women in general, we really like to have things not even necessarily in our environment, but like, especially with like within ourselves in control and organized and planned a bit. So when we don't have that and we're in early postpartum and we literally don't know what's going to happen from one moment to the next, it can be incredibly anxiety provoking, which it was for me. Fast forward to having my third child and realizing that, you know, not much had changed. I would think, you know, within the span of six years, there'd be some significant progress in maternal mental health. And I remember having my third and I was like going to be discharged either that day or the next day or something. I just just had the baby and the nurse starts doing like a mini depression screening on me. And on one hand, I was like, oh, wow, that's great that you guys are doing that. On the other hand, I was like, why don't you reach out to me when I'm home? Right now I can push like any button and have a million people run in and like, you know, lift up my arm for me. Like, tell me what I'm doing. Tell me if this is right. Tell me if this is right. Take the baby, whatever. I have tons of help at my disposal. Talk to me when I'm home at like two o'clock in the morning when like the whole world is sleeping and I'm up trying to navigate this newborn phase and, and while I'm also recovering physically. So that's when I kind of realized that I, I needed to be that change or, or play a big role in that change. And it's why I started my company, Bloom. That's a really long answer. No, yeah, that's perfect. I mean, you know, I think I had a very similar experience and now I'm approaching our second being born. And the thing is with the birth plan, you know, I have decided this time around to call it my birth preference. Because like you were saying, not everything necessarily is going to go according to plan. And so when we frame it in that mindset of like, this is the plan and this is the way that it needs to go, when we're so used to being, you know, in control of our life and in control of like a situation and things like that, like we're planners, we're used to like doing all these things. And then now like here comes birth, which is something that I believe is not controllable. You know, baby's going to come when they want to come, like things are going to happen when they're going to happen. And I think when we believe that it's going to be this like 
magical, wonderful thing that might come true. But other times, you know, like you have to prepare for like, what if, you know, you don't get that like special moment afterwards. Like we ended up in a cesarean. That was not the plan. That was not how things were supposed to go. And so I think just kind of like reworking your your mindset along the lines of preparing for whatever is going to happen and that be the plan, you know, is is a good way to approach it now and and having more, you know, of a preference list than an exact kind of, you know, here's a copy, here's a copy, here's a copy of like exactly what you want. I think that's something that so many of us don't realize or comprehend or, you know, you think, well, it's not going to be me or like, oh, like that's unfortunate for that person. But, you know, like I got this all figured out. I did my research. I took the class. I prepared as much as I can. Like we got this. You know, so I love that you kind of like amplified that and and really kind of like shared that that's how you were feeling as well. And I also had a question of you said that in 2011, you know, that it was only postpartum depression that was a diagnosis. So what since then has come to light and what are different diagnoses now that we're seeing in postpartum? Yeah, that's a great question. And and bef- and I will answer that. I just wanted to touch on one quick thing, if you don't mind, that you were talking about, which is when you're creating a birth plan or birth preference, I like how you put that, it's really important to, again, like not be so hard pressed for everything to be exactly as you think it should be. Because again, our bodies know what they're doing and also don't know what they're doing. And we kind of have to trust and kind of go with the flow, which again, can be really challenging. But sometimes we get, if, if the plan doesn't go according to how we thought it should go, or for example, you had to have a C-section, which was obviously not part of your plan, oftentimes or sometimes women can consider that kind of their first failure in parenthood. My body failed me. I already failed. Like I, you know, my birth plan failed and the, it starts that immediate kind of like dialogue into I'm already not doing a good job at this. I'm a bad mom already. And so it's really important for women to kind of know that in advance and not be really stuck um, because that is really the birth place of a mood disorder. So it actually perfectly ties into the rest of your question, which is what types of diagnoses have come up since, you know, 2011 when I had my first child. So Postpartum depression is still, um, I would say, the most common one, and that's the one that most people know about. Uh, There's also postpartum anxiety, postpartum OCD, which is, as I mentioned, what I had, so obsessive compulsive disorder, um, where you have these ideas that, like, I had this thing where I had they had to finish the bottle, like my son had to finish the bottle, like all the way, like there can't even be a drop left in there because somehow that drop will help him sleep longer. It's not logical because obviously a drop is not going to do anything, but it eased my anxiety. So it's kind of like the OCD and the anxiety kind of like swim, swim together, right? It's like you do the, the behavior to ease the anxiety, although the behavior is not really based in logic. So those two as well. There's also um, postpartum PTSD. So sometimes we have a traumatic birth experience or 
a traumatic aftermath or the experience itself can just be incredibly jarring and traumatic and that can lead to postpartum PTSD. And then there's also postpartum psychosis, which I believe was also a diagnosis back then. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe so. It's not super common. I will say that. So don't, not to scare anyone. Postpartum psychosis is a real thing, but it's, it's not, not very common. And oftentimes I find that it occurs when your postpartum mood symptoms go untreated in combination with not sleeping, not eating, like not meeting basic needs can kind of sometimes tip you over the edge and lead to more of a psychotic state, which can be super scary. Yeah. So what are some things that we can kind of do to prep us, you know, during pregnancy or just being, you know, more proactive or aware of these things to help when we transition into the postpartum period? So this is my favorite thing to talk about, like this particular question, because it is so often not discussed, right? When we think about planning for postpartum, you tell me, what do you think about when you think of planning for postpartum when you're pregnant? So originally, you know, it was all about baby. It was like, what does baby need? Like, what do we need to have? Like, is the room ready? Do we have enough diapers? What clothes are they going to have? Are we using swaddles or blankets? Like, what does their crib look like? It was so much preparation around baby. And I just kind of figured I'm going to be the same person. Now there's just going to be a baby here. Yep. You nailed it. That's exactly what it is, right? We get all the stuff ready. And when the stuff is ready, we think we're ready. But we have, you know, oftentimes, especially for first-time moms and even second-time moms, because there's another, a different kind of transition for a second-time mom than for a first-time mom. But especially for a first-time mom, just like what you said, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to be different. Like, I'm just, I'm now going to have a baby outside of my body that I need to take care of. But somehow when this baby is born, you don't look at anything the same way again. Like everything just looks a little bit different. Like the chair that's been sitting here for two years suddenly looks different. You know, now I'm using that chair sometimes to breastfeed or I'm like, you know, everything is just shifts and we don't know. We're not emotionally prepared for the hormone changes, the emotional kind of dysregulation, grieving our past lives. Like that's a huge thing. So To kind of backtrack a bit, we have an entire kind of program, which is actually available on our website. Uh, We have a postpartum planning guide that is completely free and is available for anybody to download on our website at momsinbloomwithane.com. I believe if you go to resources at the bottom of the website and you click on that, you should see a postpartum planning guide. And that goes over, it has like a little worksheet for what you can do. Um, after the baby's born, who can help you when you can take some me time, as well as emotional preparation. And I think the emotional preparation is really key. I I like to talk about it in a way where if you go to the doctor and you have um, have something going on, like you have, I know something where the doctor is going to prescribe you antibiotics, okay? And you're talking to the pharmacist, you're talking to the doctor, and they're telling you, okay, you're going to take this course of antibiotics, And while you're going to take this course of antibiotics, these are the potential side effects of taking these antibiotics. You might have a stomach ache. You might have some trouble sleeping. You might have increased, you know, heart rate or anxiety, whatever it is. You might have a loss of appetite, right? 
So when you're like, okay, great, thanks. You start taking the antibiotics and, oh, your stomach is hurting. Okay. Oh, but they said that that's normal. So I'm not going to give it much thought. You know what? I'm not so hungry and I should be hungry by now. What's going? Oh, it's normal, right? It's to be expected. It's potential side effect of the antibiotics. Now, if only your OBGYN or some doctor in your process tells you these are the potential side effects of being in, in the postpartum period. So you might experience some anxiety. You might not be super happy because you know what? You're going through a huge transition and transitions in and of themselves, no matter how positive they are, always come with other emotional factors, right? Because when, when we're in a transition, that means things are unorganized. When things are unorganized, we feel anxious or we can feel depressed or we can feel certain things. You're going through a lot of um, hormonal changes, which can also lead to all sorts of like depression, anxiety, you know, ups and downs in mood, occasional crying spells. You might not be super connected to your baby right away. And guess what? That's totally normal. There's nothing wrong with you. You might experience having some negative thoughts. One of the main things that I think a lot of women can relate to is if you're holding a newborn, you're like walking up or down the stairs. It can be like the freakiest thing because suddenly you have this thought of like, what if I drop the baby? Right. And then you have this thought and you automatically judge yourself for having a thought because what kind of good mother could think about that? But what's actually happening is it's almost like an evolutionary response where we're in a little bit of a more dangerous situation. So the mama bear response bring, like triggers kind of that thought, which makes you then, right, hold the baby more closely to you, thereby protecting it and making it less likely, you know, to fall out of your hands. So in a way, it's helping you to be a better mom. So not really giving those negative thoughts too much fuel because when we give our negative thoughts too much fuel they turn into a fire and that fire turns into a mood disorder so it's kind of putting water on the on the flame each time you kind of have that thought another big one is grieving your past life like you're just thinking about how just last weekend when you were pregnant you like woke up in the morning and you're like baby let's go have a lovely brunch you know like what should we do today and you know, obviously you're in a very different experience now. And then you feel so bad for thinking that because you should be so happy and you should be in this like state of elation. And why are you not? There must be something wrong with me. I must be a bad mom, right? So recognizing that, recognizing how normal that is and that within the transitionary period, you're gonna have lots of ebbs and flows, lots of ups and downs. And the most important thing is this is another analogy I like to use is like, if you're at the beach and you're kind of caught in a riptide and you try to go against it, you're going to struggle a lot more. But if you let yourself just kind of go with the flow, you're going to be just fine and you're going to be just fine much more quickly than if you go against it. So go with the flow, give yourself the space and the grace that, you get, that you're giving, I'm sure, your baby and understand that you too are in an incredible life-changing transition that is going to take some time for you to find your new normal. Yeah, I think, you know, that speaks to everything so well of what we 
can potentially be feeling in that postpartum period. And, you know, I love how you said just basically understanding that these things are normal and why aren't people kind of preparing us and prepping us in that mindset area of, look, you're going to think these things. It's going to pop into your head. You're going to have these new emotions and feelings and things are going to look completely different, but it's okay. And, you know, like I think falling into that and really letting it go and, and kind of just, I don't want to say like accepting it. Like, it's not like we're just kind of like, Oh, this is the way that it is now, you know, like this is, what we need to be doing or, oh, we're never going to be able to have that life and kind of like looking at it in that negative mindset, but more like, yes, you are not going to have that same life that you did before. You can grieve it, like process it, understand that, but now you do have a child and life is different. And so I think like seeing it as a positive mindset and just understanding like you are going to grieve your old life or or think things differently but you know it's it's okay and it's it's just like part of entering motherhood and and really just becoming who we are so you did mention you know your instagram and your website and everything but how can we reach you what are all of your social media platforms and things like that, that you're able to be found on? Yes. Okay. So firstly, our Instagram, we're super active on our Instagram. It's at moms in bloom with an E. So we're constantly posting, you know, amazing resources, you know, really the realities of this time in our, in our lives. Um, also our website, www.momsinbloomwithane.com. And that has where you can download the postpartum planning guide. And you can also schedule a postpartum planning session along with other great sessions that you could schedule like in your postpartum period. But the postpartum planning one is like when you're still pregnant. And then if you guys want to reach me directly, I can give you guys my direct email. It's Dr. Jane, so drjane at momsandbloom.com. And just bloom has an E at the end. And yeah, I look forward to hearing from you guys. If you have any other questions, I'm happy to help and support. Perfect. Thank you so much. I'll be sure to link that all in the show notes. So, you know, if you're driving or on the move or wherever you might be, don't worry about it. You can get all that information right there in the notes. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for coming on today and really just sharing everything that you're doing and all the information that you know. It was my pleasure. I'm, I had a great time and talk about this for hours, clearly. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.